Welcome to the district. All of your local and state news in one place on WHIP Student Radio. Philly's number one college radio station. As always, I'm going to reiterate that we are Philly's number one college radio station, and this is the district. It sure is. You're right. And I'm Tony. And I'm Maya. Hello. And unbeknownst to you, our engineer, oh, well, he was here for a moment. And like, that was Ben. <laughs> yeah, for like five seconds, you heard a door in the background and a like a, a almost musical metallic noise. That was Ben. Mm-hmm. That was our guest. It's a shame we couldn't have him on for longer. Uh, but I hope great you all for those three seconds. I hope you all enjoyed that time with him. No, honestly, if we hadn't said anything, probably wouldn't have known. But I'm all about that transparency mm-hmm. in the news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how how are you doing, Maya? I'm good. Um, I'm a little stuffy. My allergies are really acting up. <laughs> oh, geez, I'm so. All of my friends have been getting so sick. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I haven't gotten my flu shot yet. I need to do that. Like Uh-oh. yesterday. Um, every time I see anybody like sniffling or anything, mm-hmm. I get all. No, I get it. Like I do. I see what I I understand if um if you want to take a step farther, I get it because um my by my appearance and by my sound, I sound as if I could potentially get you sick however i know it is allergies um but obviously when i see someone sniffling i'm gonna be like eh, regardless i know if you say it's allergies i i i believe you i know yeah. i'm someone just wait for spring yeah i die for like a month straight during uh-huh. the spring um like i have i have almost comically bad allergies do your are your allergies like I feel like I'm so, like, the one person who experiences this, but are your allergies, like, flu-like symptoms? <laughs> yeah, I get okay. full-blown, like, my, my body. Oh, and yes. whenever they come, I'm like, oh, God, am I getting sick? Yes, that's exactly and me. it'll happen for, like, a week, and it won't go away. I'm like, oh, no, this is just yeah. the new normal. It's allergies. Yeah, I've definitely gone to the doctor, like, a few years ago, and this is how I found out that my allergies are just yeah. really bad. Because I was like, why am I, like, getting sick, but, like, medicine's not doing anything? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you just have allergies that are, like, flu-like symptoms, and your throat hurts, and your body aches, and that's it. <laughs> that's pretty much what my doctor was like. He was like, wow, you know, this is some of the worst seasonal allergies I've ever yep. seen. Yep. <laughs> and it's weird, because I, I I remember getting the thing where they prick you with all the little, uh, all the little like, allergen test things. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember I wasn't even allergic to that many of the common ones. It was just a few. Like, I think ragweed was one of them, but I'm not sure. But it was just a few that I'm, like, super allergic to. Mm-hmm. I don't um, even know what I am. I should do that, actually. My mom's done that before. And um, yeah. I, I, the After Effects looks weird, though. It kind of grosses me out. Yeah, it is. Well, it's because they, they literally take the elements of this stuff that your body absolutely hates. Yeah. And they just rub it on you. Yeah. And then you're, well, they don't rub it on you. But, like, they give you very, 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 very small, like, little pricks. Mm-hmm. Um. And then where your body swells up and freaks out, they go, oh, you must be allergic to that. <laughs> it's. Uh, I should do that. What is ragweed? Is that a, I love, is that a plant? It's. Um, I actually don't really. Yeah, it's a. Oh, yeah, I know what that is. It's the stuff that looks like wheat, but it's not wheat. So it's weed. It's oh, weed. Wait, ragweed. <laughs> not not never, that weed, Never mind. <laughs> um, I tried. Yeah, no, I I know what that stuff is, and that all right, yeah. So I I don't think that that blooms in the or not blooms, but like does its thing in the fall, because I don't get fall allergies. Okay. The awful spring ones, but I don't get fall. Or well, I mm-hmm. I do, but it's like very very mild. Mm-hmm. I think my I don't even know. 
I don't know. I should get more educated about my allergies because I'm just like, ah, the weather's being weird. So I'm going to be weird. Yes, of my body and my sinuses. Don't let allergies rule over your life. That's the PSA for today. That is. If you're listening to this. Get on that. Yeah. (laughs) Unless it's a. Unless you don't have insurance and it costs too much. Sorry, you live here. Anyway, um, true. Uh, I always sorry. There's been a lot of stuff in the news recently with people like refusing ambulances and stuff like that because they don't have insurance. But this isn't rational radio, and <laughs> we're not going to talk about <laughs> we're not going to talk talk about national politics today because that's our that's our show that plays on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from four to five p.m. Tune into that. Tune into that if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we do talk about state and local politics that's us so do you want to introduce us to our first story today uh so governor tom wolf he is um he has introduced a new prison policy in which books are being banned for i believe two to three months um in 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 response to the concerns of drugs entering the prison facilities um i don't know if this is a specific um prison i don't think it states it but basically he's receiving a lot of backlash and protesters are planning to protest against his new policy coming from whyy yes this is correct um and there's again there's much backlash to this a volunteer with the group books through bars um which is a group that gives pa inmates free books through um gives for inmates free books um i I don't know if i'm pronouncing his name correctly kier newringer um states that not every person in prison has a support system on the outside it's not merely about the books the books are a tool for an access to education so i don't know i i think i it's like a weird thing because i completely understand obviously i think the more access to education i'm totally here for it but if it's a temporary situation i don't know if i'm entirely upset by it i don't know that's my thing with this one. If this were a permanent ban on books, I'd mm-hmm. be right there with them. I'd be yeah, like, you absolutely. know, what? I'd be like, are, like, are you, are you serious? Like, this is, if we don't give inmates opportunities to better themselves, if we don't give them things to do with their brains while they're in prison, like, again, what, what are we doing? How are they supposed to get better? But, like, this is temporary. We are, like, attempting to address problems we've had with people smuggling drugs into prisons with this legislation, and books are certainly a way folks do it. And it seems like, like within a couple months, which I I can see arguments that that's a bit long, mm-hmm. but before too long, um, there will be a way to send books and stuff like that as long as they go through the um, the Department of Corrections. So like, they're not banning books from prisons. Well, which, mm, well, now I'm reading this because this is from the WHYY article. Uh-huh. It says books, books must now be purchased through the Department of Corrections and gifts and donations of books have been temporarily halted. Um, so I don't, there's not much more information on that, but just from that sentence, from what I'm gathering is, so there is a possibility to still have books, but it can only be purchased. That I'm not sure if I agree with. Um, but again, I don't have much information if like what yeah. exactly that means, but if there, if there is a situation in which books are, books are possible, um, to obtain however you need to pay for them that then I then agree with this um, this protesting because if you're going to offer books but only books with payment that's a that's a little weird to me yeah especially like so I know prisons are kind of known for having things like libraries yeah. and like again like I understand they're prisoners but at the same time like if we don't give these people like even like the bare minimum <laughs> for mm-hmm. self-education and improvement and stuff like that like I don't I, how 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 are people supposed to get better? But at the same time, with this case, 
it's temporary and there's a, a reason being provided for it and I don't see anything about this that seems unreasonable as of now. Like even even the part about how having to purchase books through the Department of Corrections, that rubs me a little bit the wrong way because if, if they're really going to try to keep people only purchasing books through one source, that's like limiting the information they can. That's also very true. Yeah. Like I, I don't see, so it would be one thing if there were like local bookstores that like, for example, I don't know, had previous incidents of being involved in like drug smuggling or something like that. But if a prisoner, especially if we're talking paid books, if they have the money, like I don't see why you couldn't let a dude order a book on Amazon. Um, mm-hmm. Like that, that just seems like a weird restriction to me. But again, like that's not what seems to be the the reason for protest here. It seems to just be this temporary ban, and I don't really. Do you think? Do you think? I guess in defense of the people that are protesting this, do you think maybe there is a way in which books don't have to be entirely banned, but maybe I don't know, like the books or the donations that are coming through the prison walls are looked at more. I don't know. Would that, I don't know if that would require more time or more money. Um, I don't know. And but, like, if that's like, if that's what they're calling for, like I, 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 I guess, but again, like the temporary nature of this and it's not like books to a school, it's books to a prison. Not the prisoners, well, in, in this context, I actually would say, like, yeah, they kind of do matter less. Not that they don't matter at all. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's, I don't know. It's temporary. I see things to have a problem with about this, but overall, I, I don't really get the backlash on this one. Yeah. Well, the coalition of the coalition to abolish death by incarceration, they are planning to have a rally outside... Um, a campaign fundraiser um, that uh, that Governor Tom Wolf is holding in Pennsylvania, in Philadelphia, Wednesday. Um, so I don't know. I guess we'll see what the the outcome of that is, um, and maybe if there are, is there if there's is a better option against banning uh, and get against banning the books, or maybe like more right reg- more regulatory situation. I don't know. But I, I'm also in a very similar boat where I'm like, one, it's temporary. Two, I don't think that there's a ton of information about what is happening overall, I think yeah. it is very kind of like cut and dry of just like books are being temporarily banned. And by that sentence, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not necessarily upset by that because if it's to regulate drugs being smuggled in, then I don't know. I'm not like so upset. Kind of got to stay on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, uh, there's, I don't know. I don't, I think that's just about it with that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I definitely, I hope we remember this, um, but, like, maybe in a couple months we can check back and make sure that, like, they did get unbanned because that, that is yeah. true. Like, they haven't given a solid date mm-hmm. for when um, for when they're going to lift it. So, like, I could see, I could see the, um, I could see the, a reason for getting angry if, like, five months pass, there's been no update, and mm-hmm. books are still banned. Because at that point, you effectively have a book ban and, like, you know, it, it, again, talking about those standards for like a bare minimum for prison. Um, but I would assume, I mean, uh, assuming hopefully, like hopefully that the people that are protesting against this do hold, 
because of the protests, it'll hold people accountable to then bring the books back, mm-hmm. you know, um, because if there is like this sudden like uproar temporarily and then it goes away and then we find out six months later that these people never got their books back, then it's like, oh, well, nobody was held accountable. Um, but hopefully with the protest, with these backlashes, that'll allow people to be held accountable for these next two to three months when yeah. they're supposed to come back. Yeah, that's true. Because with prisons, that's one of the unfortunate things um, with prisons in this country. I'm not sure that this that the ones in Pennsylvania are private. Um, whether they're private or, or public, oftentimes it's just not a lot of accountability for mm-hmm. things involving prisoners unless it's like straight up torture and stuff like that. And even then, we've got policies in prisons that are pretty close. Looking at you, solitary confinement. That's, I was like, what did I do? No, yeah, no. Yeah, so, what did I do about Solitary prison? confinement is in the room with me today. <laughs> solitary, what's your problem? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Take our worst criminals and just make them even more crazy. Um, yeah. How do you defend yourself? No, but but in all seriousness, this doesn't, this doesn't seem that extreme. So, mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully it does keep them accountable. At the same time, I if people are like really start losing their minds over this, I'm not really sure I... I, I understand but i think i would yeah. i think i would agree with the losing losing the mind losing your mind over it uh in like two to three months yes you know in, in two to three months turn, <laughs> then turn lose up your the mind. heat <laughs> right now keep it at a, at a at a at a simmer i don't know at a solid 75 degrees solid yeah at a comfortable <laughs> 75 degrees maybe 68 if you're a fan of cooler temperature rooms i was actually thinking like 75 is kind of hot I was like, saying, <laughs> i'm all about that 68 degree really standard yeah my dad, he, um, I have this thing where he likes to just increase the heat, um, and I'm not a fan because why, why, why put yourself in a situation where you have central AC to like not be cold, you know? But I guess uh, you try to save that penny. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> well, nope. In any case, before so we do have to go to our break, but something else that's important is that today is the last day to register to vote in PA. I don't it know. Is. It's probably too late at this point, like tonight, if I had to guess. Can you register online still at this time? I don't know. You might be able to. I would say so. Um, the internet's 24-7. Keep that in mind. <laughs> Definitely check to make sure you are still registered. There have actually been cases in a lot of, I forget which states they are. I don't think Pennsylvania is one of them, but where um, voter registrations have been getting either wiped or recalled, which is one thing. But the people whose registrations they are haven't been notified. So people are going to vote and they're not registered. And mm. I don't really know how else to say this, but it's kind of been targeting Democrats recently. So if that's you, maybe keep an eye out for that. But honestly, if you're a Republican, do the same. Um, because I'm not sure that's illegal. It's just very unethical. And mm-hmm. there have been some uh, some concerns of voter suppression through that. Mm-hmm. So make sure, even if you think you're registered, double check that you're registered. I checked this weekend, but I'm going to check right now on the break yeah, <laughs> just to I, make sure. I, say, I, I, I re-registered. That, that actually something somewhat similar to me happened um, during the presidential election, and I was livid. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but I'm yeah, sorry. definitely check on that because there's, there's been a little bit of, little bit of shady stuff going on. Um, with uh, with voter registration, although none in Pennsylvania that I know of. So look at you go. Finger fingers crossed that we continue to not be that way because that's pretty scummy. That is. Anyway, though, that's all the time we've got for this first talk break. We'll be back after a little bit of messages and a little bit of music. 
with some more state and local news and politics and all that fun stuff you listen to the district for. Keep it locked. We'll be back. From WHIP News, I'm Maya Tejada. Today is Tuesday, October 9th, and this is your WHIP News Update. Hurricane Michael is expected to hit the panhandle of Florida with the strength of a Category 3 hurricane. As a result, Floridians are expected to experience flooding, destructive winds, and heavy rainstorm. The hurricane is expected to hit Florida Wednesday. According to Weather.com, Michael could be the strongest hurricane to hit the panhandle of Florida in 13 years. Warnings have been issued for Florida's bordering states, Alabama and Georgia. Hurricane Michael is expected to accelerate inland across the southeast after its landfall in Florida. Instagram is planning to strengthen its efforts in an attempt to combat online bullying. Instagram has stated it will be using a new machine that detects and reports bullying in photos and captions to the community operations team. Newly appointed chief of Instagram, Adam Mossery, stated, Online bullying is complex, and we know we have more work to do to further limit bullying and spread kindness on Instagram. To spread kindness, the company is also launching the Kindness Camera Effect. This is in partnership with dancer Maddie Ziegler. According to CNN, followers of Ziegler will automatically have the camera filter of hearts and kind comments on the screen. From WHIP News, I'm Maya Tejada, and this has been your WHIP News Update. Welcome back. I <laughs> didn't give you a, no, yeah. Welcome back to the district on WHIP. We are Philly's number one college radio station. Apologies for that brief moment. It's of okay. Confusion. <laughs> for some reason, I looked over at Maya and she totally wasn't looking at the microphone like she was going to bring us back on, but my brain had like a misfire and I was like, oh yeah, she'll do it. No, you know, I should have just like got it though, you know, but. It's yeah. okay. We learn and we learn. You, you need to be able to react to these things in a half second and yeah. just immediately. Oh, actually, if you're going to do like real deal radio, which like, I'm not even on that level. Not that we're not real deal radio, by the way, but um, <laughs> some, when you're a station that is huge and has a lot of money, that's when you get into that crazy stuff, whatever that crazy stuff is. I don't know. In any case, this is WHIP. We are Philly's number one college radio station, at least according to what is written on the board in front of me. And this is the district where we talk about state and local politics and news and fun stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So this next story that we've got um, is a bit of an interesting one. Specifically, well, a Pennsylvania bill inspired by a road rage killing seeks to ban loaded guns in cars. So let me give y'all a little bit of details about this before um, we start discussing it. The Pennsylvania State Rep Carolyn Kamita says her bill would bar people from carrying a loaded firearm in the car. This comes from WHYY, by the way. Um, This is a bill that she says could have prevented the road rage killing of 18-year-old Bianca Robertson in 2017. Um, let me see. So the bill would prohibit carrying a loaded gun in any vehicle, but offers exceptions for hunters, law enforcement, military personnel, or security drivers. Um, the NRA didn't comment when uh, requested by WHYY, but also I'm, I'm not sure how, how old this is. Um, so it is Bianca's death, uh, She's saying that spurred her to kind of um, create this bill, push it forward. And 
Yeah, that's that's kind of kind of the gist of it. There was a really nasty road rage incident last year where a where a young girl was killed, and um, it sparked this. That being said, the bill itself. What what are what are your thoughts first? I'm curious. Um, well, I personally, um, I don't feel very strongly about uh, gun laws in the sense of, Darn it. yeah, <laughs> uh, in the sense of, um, I think valuing a that and the, and the high value that some people have on guns. Um, I don't know. I just that's just not me particularly. However. But I do believe in, in in some sort of regulation of guns because obviously it's no secret that there is issues with guns in America in multiple yeah. different facets. Um, Not so much in Pennsylvania, but a lot of common sense gun laws are just missing in a lot yeah, of states. Absolutely. And I and I think obviously like there's this kind of like this big question mark when it comes to like guns and like how do we deal with them and how do we get them like not to be in the hands of people that are gonna, you know, do crazy things. Um so I, I don't personally, like, I'm not necessarily upset by this because it doesn't necessarily, like, affect me or my values. Um, however, I could understand as to why one would be upset by this. Um, is is that a gas? Me and my values. <laughs> um, but I'm also reading the... Um, the ending remarks that WHYY has on the article, mm-hmm. and it says if the law is passed, it would um, reflect gun laws um, that are currently in place in New Jersey, which is uh, right next to us. And um, but but it also seems as if the there are laws in Jer- in New Jersey that prohibit people from carrying firearms in vehicles, but it also seems as if they're not super like hardened laws from what I'm gathering because it says former governor Chris Christie um, has pardoned people who said they did not, they were not aware of the laws. So I guess I'm not upset because I'm also like laws like this already exist, but obviously these laws aren't necessarily being implemented very well. So I don't know, Tony, yeah. help me out here. <laughs> so I'm going to be honest. I, I think it's an overreach um, just because it, so like, I, like I understand that road rage that the road rage incident is is a tragedy um but i don't see how this measure will really change that like would have stopped that situation like maybe there are details about that specific one where yeah like maybe if the dude had to load his weapon that would have given her time to escape or something like i don't know the details of that particular case um i guess i should say the full details because we did discuss some of them but like if you, for example, are someone who carries a weapon for self-defense, the the only way that's a, a practical approach to take is if you can keep your gun loaded. Like that's, I mean, granted, like I, I could see there being like safety laws. Like So let me put it this way. I feel like this particular move is a bit overkill because if you're someone who's a law-abiding citizen who wants to flex those uh, second amendment rights um this really kind of throws a wrench into how you can do that in any useful way um not even that guns get used for self-defense that terribly often but in a lot of cases it's something that just makes people feel better and even if that's what people use it for i I don't care that's one of your rights in this country um this this law seems like a bit much when something could be done that for example there are ways that you can make crimes involving guns 
harsher for for example like i could see them making it a crime that like let's say you brandish a weapon at someone in a road rage incident felony like that mm-hmm. like, i'd i'd be down for that because honestly if you if you have a gun you should know that like this only comes out when your life is in danger and if it comes out in any other situation like a road rage incident heck yeah slap you with fine slap you with frankly again like i don't know I think there could be a debate as to whether, like, how harsh that should be, but, like... I was going to say, I feel like that then that might bring forward different issues of, number one, when does some, the debate of, well, I felt threatened in this situation, so mm-hmm. I took out my gun, but then I'm like, oh, well, I didn't think that would be a situation to take out your gun, but then, you know what I mean? Like, that kind of establishing that ground of when should a gun be used, what type of gun, because um, the, the incident in um, t- 2017, the driver... He shot the young girl with a semi-automatic hand, semi-automatic handgun. I those don't are, know guns, but those is are the that... most. Those are like the most common. Okay, um, is that like a regular like? Yep, that's like okay. uh, that's like what you see in the video games. It's like a like a Glock or something like that would okay. essentially be. Mm-hmm. Um, not that that's what was used in this instance, but like again, if in, in my opinion, if you're going to prevent people from carrying loaded guns in their cars, it defeats the whole purpose of letting people carry guns in their cars. And that doesn't mean don't let people carry guns in their cars. It just means, like, maybe there are some more intelligent ways we could go about this. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, stricter laws about brandishing weapons, stuff like that. In fact, there already are laws about when you can and can't take out a gun in a situation. Like, generally it is that your life has to be um, in in danger, at least to to fire a weapon. I know brandishing it, those laws are a bit weirder. But, like... That seems like an option that would less affect law-abiding citizens, people who have their paperwork, who, you know, who shouldn't, in my opinion, have a reason not to have their gun loaded, um, while at the same time raising the bar and being like, hey, if you ever even, like, look at the thing during, in, like, the context of a road rage incident, you're going to lose your gun and you're also going to have a criminal record. Like, I would be cool with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I guess the only reason why also I'm not entirely upset by it is because, mm-hmm. I mean I, I don't I don't think um, gun violence is like a like a new topic like a 2018 trend like obviously oh, yeah. it's it's been a thing for very long. Um, however, I think obviously with the use of social media and other factors, the topic of gun violence has been brought to the forefront and um, the ways in which to combat that issue have been discussed. Mm-hmm. So I think. When we're at a place in which gun violence, we're seeing it a lot more. And although, again, it might have existed 20 years ago, but with social media and all these well, other and things. And there is more of it now. Yeah, but I, I think for for that reason, I think well, that's also why I'm not upset by it. Because if there is kind of this this culture right now in which gun violence is very apparent, then in some degree of banning, banning uh, a loaded firearm in a car... I'm not upset by that because there is kind of issues with gun violence currently, you know? There are issues with gun violence, but again, my my position on it is that the laws should be intelligent with how they they tackle these issues um, and how they do or don't affect law-abiding citizens' rights to, again, carry loaded weapons. And it's one of those things where, like, if you can't have your gun loaded, if you're carrying it for self-defense, like, that, that defeats the whole purpose. Because when... 
it's this stuff doesn't happen often but when it does happen it happens fast it, when there are things like carjacking stuff like that if there's going to be a situation where you need that gun for self-defense you don't need it in 30 seconds you don't need it in 10 seconds you need it immediately mm-hmm. um but at the same time the fact that um we're having problems like these suggests that there could be a change to our gun laws I definitely think, and I and I don't even think this in a lot of cases, because I've heard a lot of arguments that, um, like, in general, we can solve gun violence by just making the punishments more and more extreme. A lot of the people who commit violence with weapons don't care how extreme the punishment is. This is very true. I mean, a lot of times people don't expect to survive these situations, especially with some of the more extreme cases we've seen recently. So, mm-hmm. like... There is an element of it that exists in regulating the weapons, um, regulating how people obtain them, um, the paperwork they have to do, stuff like that. This is a scenario where I think the the punishment could be done, where things could be handled on the punishment end. Because, again, the problem is that people are taking guns out in situations that are heated. They're not premeditating these things. Um, but these are situations where firearms should not be taken out. So in a situation like this, where if someone knows that, like, oh, my career and everything could be on the line and I might become a felon if I do this, while that might not talk down someone who's going to, like, shoot up a building or something like that or, like, commit a murder, um, someone who might go off in a road rage incident who, frankly, probably shouldn't have a gun in the first place, hopefully something like that will get them to think twice. Alternatively, if they're not the kind of person who's going to think twice about that sort of thing, I'm not so confident that this ban is going to keep them from keeping their loaded gun or is going to keep them from loading their gun and doing what they're going to do anyway. That's also very true. I think, uh, I mean, I think assuming that we can both agree that um, this new bill that's being introduced, I don't think this is like the end all be all to solve the gun violence issues in general, you know? Um, because like you said, if someone truly did want to go out and and shoot somebody or do whatever, they and, and there was a, a ban on carrying your firearm in your car, then they probably wouldn't drive there. You know, like they like there would be other precautions in which that they would move around that. And I think that it goes back to the more general discussion again about gun control and in the ways that we are very faulty as a country. Yep. We have like no standards. <laughs> I mean we we have some, but they're very I don't know if flexible is the right word. They're just, we like things get so stupid in our politics anytime it's brought up that um, a lot of our gun laws that do exist, we either knee jerk our way into ridiculous gun laws that tend to just harm law abiding citizens, but then in other scenarios, we have like none and people commit crimes with these ridiculous weapons. People are like, well, where'd they get them? And it's like, oh, he went down the street and bought it and, and they gave it to him and it was legal. So, I know that's like super pulling out examples and not even citing where they're from. Um, but <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, hey, if we ever get into a longer gun conversation, we can we can bring up specifics. Our laws are a little bit silly, but this law in particular seems, at least to me, to be a bit much. Um, yeah, I guess now. Yeah, so that's we got to go to our second break. I'm gonna leave you all with a sports update. Thank goodness we have people to do sports updates because I don't know what sports even are. I learn Uh, a lot (laughs) during these breaks. Yeah, y'all are listening to The District on WHIP. We're Philly's number one college radio station, and we'll be back after these messages. Keep it locked. 
It's half past the top of the hour, and here's your WHIP Sports Update. Hey, sports fans, I'm Chris Kofsky. This is your sports update for Tuesday, October 9th, 2018. On Monday Night Football from the Superdome, Drew Brees became the all-time NFL's passing leader, surpassing Peyton Manning with a record of 71,940 yards and led the Saints to a 43-19 victory over the Redskins. Brees' record-breaking pass came on a 62-yard touchdown to Traquan Smith. Bad news for the Eagles is starting running back J.A. Jai has torn his ACL and will miss the rest of the regular season. In a triple header of playoff baseball, the Astros swept the Indians, winning 11-3 to advance to the ALCS with a multi-home run game from George Springer. Manny Machado had four RBIs for the Dodgers as the Dodgers beat the Braves 62 and advanced to the NLCS starting Friday against the Brewers. The Red Sox beat the Yankees 16-1 as Brock Holt became the first player in Major League history to hit for the cycle in a postseason game. The Yankees are facing elimination tonight in the Bronx as Rick Porcello goes against CC Sabathia with the Sox leading the series 2-1. To the rink where the Flyers are home and take on the Sharks tonight at 7 p.m. The Sharks last night lost to the Islanders 4-0. Today's weather on Broadview will be a high of 80 and a low of 71. With reports at a half past each hour, this has been Chris Kosky reporting for WHIP Radio, Phillies, number one college radio station. Hello, everyone. We're back uh, here at WHIP, Philly's number one college radio station. I'm Maya. This is Tony over here next to me. Yeah. And uh, um, we're, we're here. We're at the district. Yeah. Talking about talking about what? Talking a- about entertainment. Uh, oh, uh, what? So, N- news. Is, is it entertainment? Is, I got that wrong. Oh, Did I? <laughs> no, I thought we were sports. I'm sorry. Um, oh, this is embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> darn. Oh, yeah. wait, I'm the news director. Never mind. This is definitely news. Um, mm, got that right. Yeah, that was close. Thank God. <laughs> oh, scary for a second there. <laughs> that uh, skit went on a little too long. <laughs> that's, those are the best ones. Okay, so we've got uh, we've got some more stories. This next one is... Uh, I'll bring this one in. This next one is uh, pretty solid. So there's a push to replace Columbus Day with Indigenous Peoples Day here in philadelphia so let me pennsylvania pennsylvania yeah sorry (laughs) it's being introduced by a philadelphia um uh, philadelphia congress person so let me philadelphia representative state representative that's Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. trying to get my offices right here (laughs) um so this is coming from billypen.com um out of harrisburg uh, so yesterday, in case you were not aware, when your trash didn't get picked up, oh, or when you couldn't go to the bank, or any of those fun things, I think I think banks are closed on Columbus Day. I'm not sure, but yesterday trash was not picked up. Was Columbus Day? <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's a government holiday. I think like a lot of schools don't have school on Columbus Day, stuff like that. But some states, such as Alaska and South Dakota, have replaced it with Indigenous Day, which makes the day about the people who were here before Christopher Columbus, um, and also about those cultures that have uh, made it to today. And the reason why, well, I'll get to the reason why in a moment. Philly State Representative Chris Rabb is calling for us to do the same, and he introduced a memo seeking co-sponsors for the bill. It doesn't look like it'll get the support it needs um, because this is a bill being introduced by a Democrat and, you know, the wonderful polarization that we've got going on right now means that a lot of these things don't make it to the to through the very beginning of the process. Um, but it will hopefully draw attention is kind of the, the outlook that they've given for this thing. And uh, I'm going to be completely honest with you. 
tell me. I really, really agree with this, mm-hmm. actually. Um, mm-hmm. I don't... I should specify there are some... There are some changes to holidays and stuff like that that I feel can be forced um, or at least are kind of like changing... I don't want to say American culture, but like can be forced and there's not as good a reason to remove them as there is to keep them around. So you may as well just keep them around. This is not one of them. Uh, Christopher Columbus is taught as the discoverer of the new world to children, which he arguably is. There are some folks who likely made it sooner, um, not just from, oh, I forget. Was it folks from, oh. I'm not even going to say they were Northern Europeans who may have arrived beforehand, but I forget what region they're from, and I'm not just going to completely say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. We don't do that here <laughs> on the district. We only give facts. <laughs> not, a, not if we can help it. Um, but it's not just the fact that he wasn't the first person here, but he was actually a really nasty dude. And I'm not talking like like nasty like a lot of the people were back then, because it, it was a very different time. People, especially people that weren't familiar with different cultures and stuff, didn't always think of each other as human. And while that is disgusting by today's standards, that's kind of the way the world was. But Christopher Columbus was an especially nasty dude. Um, When he arrived, he immediately began enslaving hundreds of indigenous people. Um, Eventually, many thousands would be enslaved. And he also had a policy of systemic extermination for certain tribes of people, specifically the Taino people, where he... Taino. Taino, thank you. Mm-hmm. Not a um, Where he likely... Well, I shouldn't say likely. I, I feel weird using numbers with this because it's long enough ago that we don't have solid numbers, but we're very confident that he killed or was responsible for the extermination, or I should just say genocide, of millions of people. We are... Pretty easily talking Hitler levels of evil um, with this dude to the extent that you can measure evil. Um, Again, it was a it was a different time, so I'm sure that it seemed. I'm I'm sure that it was easier for some people to justify back then. Mm -hmm. But it's also genocide, and genocide is genocide, and I'm not. If if people want to make our holiday not about someone who committed genocide. Even though it was a couple hundred years ago, I'm totally cool with that. Yeah, yeah, because I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of like the counter argument here. It's kind of difficult. Though. Yeah, I guess I guess the only one that I can truly come up with is just like history is history. But and, like, like I'm not trying to wipe him from school. Like yeah, exactly. Because I also think uh, how you mentioned earlier the way in which he is taught um, is very much as like this like savior of discovering the new world and um, like a very storybook happy kind of story and that is not the truth and i think it's harmful to yeah teach things like it's, this it's like completely that? harmful to teach things like that but i think also i don't think i think furthermore with the change of from the title columbus day to indigenous people's day also comes with this idea that there's education behind mm-hmm. that and the truth is coming forward with that as well um because i i i mean obviously i don't I don't really know Alaska and South Dakota. I can't really speak for those states. However, I can assume that um, the reason why they have replaced the day with Indigenous People Day is because have... is, is because of that education becoming brought forward and mm-hmm. the truth there. Well, and they still have very, Alaska in particular, I'm not sure about South Dakota, but I would assume so. They still have fairly, I, I shouldn't say healthy, the, the genocide that occurred during the, um, certainly 
the time immediately after Columbus arrived, before the few hundred years that followed, was coupled with a with essentially early biological warfare. It wasn't intentional at first, um, but after the people who were colonizing these areas realized that, oh, hey, the diseases that we're immune to because of, because, you know, people were living in cities, and when you live in cities, um, it's essentially a breeding ground for really, really awful diseases, but then human beings, our immune systems catch up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the indigenous people lived in cities too, but it wasn't quite the same social structure. They weren't packed quite as tightly. Um, they were just not at all ready for the diseases that we had. Mm-hmm. They started wiping out people incredibly quickly, and when Columbus and his marvelous... Uh, sarcasm with that one um and his peers i guess found out about that um i believe there were cases of intentional infection long story short very like no nobody survived essentially um very fragmented groups remain and in the united states up in um farther north we have a really 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 bad track record for how we've treated um Native Americans. Essentially, the first half of our nation's history, we would just roll through areas and be like, all right, you can either sign this contract, which gives you a little bit of freedom, um, but also like takes your land and moves you somewhere else, or we can shoot you. Mm-hmm. And um, that's that's a massive simplification, but <laughs> we were not kind to, um, to Natives. I think that's also why um, this this new, not new day, but I guess the new title of the day. Um, I think that's also why it's super important because it's something that applies to today as well and how indigenous people are treated in like U.S. 2018. Oh, to this day, there are communities that never stopped being ravaged. And as soon as we stopped ravaging them, we just kind of left them on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether it's coming from, like it, any any community that experiences that kind of damage and then you just all of a sudden they're like, all right, we're, we're cool now, right? And then you leave it. Um, generational effects start to kick in. There's a lot of inertia that can happen, that can form in, uh, in communities when like there's no access to running water and people have only had enough money for trailers for like generations. And like there's been no institutional education or funding for education of their own and stuff like issues like that. Like, yeah, indigenous people are still kind of treated like crap yeah. in this country. And I think, again, going back to trying to figure out, like, what the counter arguments of, like, well, like, history is history. It's like also that hasn't just stopped with history. Like, history affects today, even though this yeah. was more, this is obviously well before our lifetime. However, that still affects indigenous people till 2018. Yeah, like, if you want to know why these communities are so small and in a lot of cases, I don't like saying messed up because it sounds disparaging, but a lot of these communities have very deep-rooted problems, um, either from funding or... I don't know if it's so much an issue with um, Native American communities, but, like, I know that crime can be exacerbated by these sorts of institutional things. Like, yeah, if people don't learn about how screwed the past was, it can be a mystery as to why certain things in the present are screwed as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and why, like, the... I was going to say why the screwness continues. I was trying to like why, follow why, that line. Why the screwness continues. Christopher um, Columbus. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to try the English again, but why, you know, uh, history repeats itself and patterns continue. Um, and we see, you know, communities being, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Patton, I just like being real with people. I really, I don't like, um, 
I don't like smoothing over history. Yeah. If we, it's if, very damaging we when you do. It is because there's like you got to remember the ugliness. You got to yeah. remember the ugliness, and you got to keep it close in mind because it it repeats. I'm not just talking about America. Like I'm talking about all over the world. Human history is just full of nastiness, and it's like every single time there's a glimmer where things are cool and society's doing well, and there's like not a war for a while, we forget how nasty we are, and like start to be nasty again. <laughs> Or even even if not that, forget that like there's a lot of work still left to be done to undo nastiness. Like it, these are conversations that people at the very least need to be having, even if everybody's not in agreement about what the best path is moving forward. Um, and having a holiday named after a dude who was essentially as genocidal as Hitler, granted in a very different time, is uh, not a good way to to go about improving that, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm like trying to think. I'm like, what else? What else can I say about yeah, this? There's not, there's not <laughs> enough room for another story, but also, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's solid. Hopefully, hopefully, we'll actually see this being applied to not just Alaska and South Dakota, um, yeah. but I think even like amongst like peers, I'm noticing. I mean, not that like I don't think everyone like anyone ever truly like celebrated Christopher Columbus Day. But I definitely do see, like, there's this more awareness of, like, this indigenous people. Like, even if it's not, like, officially labeled as that, people are somewhat celebrating as it as such. And even yesterday, um, just seeing on social media and stuff like that and just realizing that, like, okay, like, this is a thing that people are a little bit more aware of. It's and I bit, like that. It's a bit more somber. And it's important to understand, like, again, it if you, like, we live... On a na- we live in a nation, and I know Christopher Columbus was more, um, wasn't so much like strictly America. He was what? I, oh, I forget where and forget how south he landed. Ah, well, it's neither here nor there, and we're almost out of time. But um, <laughs> yeah, like this continent in general, many of the people who are here now, um, like this, this wasn't our land and we didn't have as much of it and in order for us to have as much of it as we have right now lots of people needed to die and they didn't by accident and the past is the past we can't change it we're not guilty of it but to a certain extent we are responsible for it and at the very least we're responsible of uh of being aware of it and reflecting on it Mm -hmm. god forbid we forget yeah, no, I, I like I like what you just said of like not being guilty for it, but being responsible for it. Because um, I don't know, I think I've def I I hear a lot of the time of like well, like the past is the past and history has happened and there's not much that you can do to change it. But I don't think I think people who discuss certain um, I guess historical issues, I'll say, mm-hmm. I don't think the goal is to like blame a person in 2018 because What's, obviously like that that was out of our control. However. Yeah. <laughs> However, it's just more so that, again, that responsibility of then how does that action change? How do those thoughts change? Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. And um, yeah, I don't know. I like yeah. that. I like that responsibility for it. <laughs> yeah. So on that note, you are not guilty of the past, but you may be responsible for it. Think think about that. Put, no, I've never Put it on not. your fridge. Yeah. I have a whiteboard in my living room and um, I'm going to write that tonight <laughs> for yeah. my roommates to see. These inspirational quotes from the district. Speaking of the district, that's us. And also, that's all the time that we have for today. So thank you all for listening. Um, Hopefully, you were riveted by the stories that we discussed today. Um, 
We'll be back on Thursday with more state and local news and politics. And we'll be... (laughs) Jeez. We'll be back um, tomorrow with uh, Rational Radio. I'm actually not sure that I'll be on it because I may have some business to attend to. Uh Um, But if I don't make it, I know Dan will and maybe other people. I I don't know who's going to be on Rational tomorrow, but... Somebody will Definitely. be. Definitely. <laughs> Somebody will be. And that's where we talk about more like national, um, international politics and news. So definitely do check it out. And of course, all of this is available, um, barring technical difficulties, on our website, whipradiotu.com. Here's some grounds for divorce for those of you listening live by elbow. Keep it locked, y'all.